We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Line on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. All right, let's uh, continue our discussion of football. Joining us now from the ACC Network, former Georgia Tech running back Roddy Jones. Roddy, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Joe and Don, it's always good to catch up with you guys. I, I wish it was under a little better circumstances, but but it's always good to chat. You know, the last time Miami got slammed on the ground like that, it, it was against Georgia Tech in 2008. And I think you were part of that demolition. I, I, I was. I was. Yeah, I saw that one up close and personal. Um, it was a good night. You know, that, that was one of those nights where it was like the only time in my career where when we walked outside and it was like 42 degrees, we were like, okay, now nah, I, I like this. It was the only time we saw that that gave us a distinct advantage with the chilly, uh, the chilly Thursday night. Let me ask you this, though. What happens when you are able to run the football that way, you experienced that at Georgia Tech, and now Carolina is running the ball against Miami, running the ball against Miami. Everybody always talks about how demoralizing it is not to be able to stop a run game. How inspiring is it when you are running the football? Uh, it, it's it's incredibly empowering, and and obviously, you know, we, we had our days. Uh, pretty, I won't say, you know, super often, but when we were good in 09, I mean, we, we had more days than not. We could run the ball at will against just about everybody. Uh, and even in 11, we, we certainly didn't do it against Miami, but we had a good offense that year. And, and, and it, it is incredibly empowering. You just feel like everything you touch is gold, and it becomes contagious. You know, the guys making people miss. For us, you know, it was, it was six or seven people touching the ball on the run in the run game for, for North Carolina on uh on saturday it was only those two guys who are already you know elite players um but it, it just makes you feel like you can do anything when when every time you touch the ball the offensive line feels great because they're fitting it up and creating holes the running backs feel great because they're not getting touched until they've got ahead of steam and they feel like they're playing with house money making safeties miss so um it, it's empowering it's exciting for an offense and and i honestly feel like you know, when you really have something going on a day like North Carolina had on Saturday, you really feel invincible. Where did the where did that Carolina team come from, and why did the one that lost a, lost the Florida State and Virginia not show up? <laughs> that's, that's a great question. You know, this this uh, this North Carolina team has played pretty well when they have um, when they've had a challenge in front of them, like Miami. 
Like when they have that carrot in front of them, hey, you're going to go to the Orange Bowl if you win this game. Hey, Miami's a top 10 team. They played well. They played well for the beginning of the Notre Dame game. Notre Dame's just that much better than them. So, so there wasn't much they could do. Um, but, but they have been interested in games that are big. It's the, it's the sort of uh, – they've had to stay away from the games that are trap games, the Florida State game, the Boston College game, the Virginia game. Um, and, and, look, I, I, think, I think that game on Saturday for Miami was one of those where North Carolina had success early, which always helps. They had a great day. And Miami had a really bad day on, on defense. On offense, I thought they were pretty decent. I mean, they took a while to get going, but, but they were pretty decent for most of the game. It was the defense that just didn't give the offense a chance to get its feet wet and get into the football game. Yeah, you couldn't get a stop. You know, uh, you could make a million excuses uh, or come up with a million different reasons why that kind of game happened. And, uh, you know, I salute Carolina. They played great, by the way. I do think their defense next year is going to be very good. They've got some really nice young players on defense. That kid Conley is going to be a nice player, whereas number zero gave Miami fits. I do think if Miami was playing in front of a full house of 65,000, not, you know, the COVID uh, crowd, perhaps that would have been more inspiring. But Carolina, uh, they took advantage of it. They won the game. They'll be coming most likely to the Orange Bowl game. What do you think about Notre Dame and Clemson? Some have said biggest game in the history of the ACC. Great championship matchup. What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I am fascinated to see the adjustments that are going to be made in this game. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting what Tony Elliott said the other day about the difference between Trevor and, and DJ. And I'd kind of been saying this for a couple weeks that I thought the zone read game was going to be the biggest difference. Trevor's involvement in the zone read game. And, and Tony Elliott took it a step further. He said, you know, we had some zone read stuff called for DJ, but they were kind of muddying the looks. There were some 50-50 looks where a freshman takes the safe route and just hands the ball off, whereas a, a, you know, a junior who's got the skill set that Trevor Lawrence has had and has the success that he's had maybe pulls the ball and relies on athleticism to, to make that guy wrong. That's going to be a difference in this game, I think. And then the other thing is, like, Trevor Lawrence is the type of player with the type of experience that can do things in a football game that you just don't account for. Like, you can watch all the film you want on the throws that were there, the throws that aren't there, uh, the plays that are there to be made. Some dudes just create. And Trevor Lawrence is one of those guys. And, and so can he have some of those moments in the game where the throw's not there, the guy's not open, he throws a laser and it sticks on the guy's face mask for a touchdown. Like, that's one that we can't account for that Trevor may be able to make. Uh, and, and so how does that change it? But I think up front, can Clemson at least neutralize this, this uh, Notre Dame offensive line? Because they had very little success against Notre Dame. Getting the Ian Book and stopping the run, at least consistently. I mean, they, they did it for stretches, but, but uh, Notre Dame was able to hit some big plays. Roddy, what are we going to do in the future about opt-outs? Are kids going to continue to opt out if their teams aren't winning in the future? Uh, it's a good question, Joe. I, I think, unfortunately, the answer is yes. Um, and, and here's why. Like, you go back to when, when the, first, uh, the first slate of guys decided they, they weren't going to play in bowl games. It was Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette. But every, and, and then the next year, guys did it again. Well, the thing that we forgot from the, from the prior year with Fournette and McCaffrey was that those guys were banged up. Like, they were top ten picks that McCaffrey had dealt with injuries the entire season. Fernette had gotten banged up at the end of the year. And they were like, okay, I'm going to go heal my body so that I'm ready to go uh, in the fall. Plus, like, I don't want to get more banged up in the bowl game, and I'm not going to be my best. 
Whereas now we're seeing healthy guys decide to not play in bowl games. So, so yeah, I think there will be some of that. I think you will get some top tier guys. You know, I'll use Jamar Chase as an example. Um, you know, Jamar Chase obviously opted out of the season for LSU. Uh, and there was a lot of talk about him doing that anyway before COVID. But I think that type player that, that would play on a team that's having the type of season that LSU is having this season, I think that type player is going to start to say, you know, nine games in, eight, nine games in when there's nothing left to play for in the month of November just to say, hey, I'm done. I'm going to hang it up. You know, I do think there might be one way around that for the big players, and that would be the name, image, and likeness. If guys come up with a deal of some sort, I would think that would be a contract. And in order to get paid, you have to fulfill that contract through the entire year. Right. Yeah, maybe. You know, there's so much to be worked out there. Like, I think it could be a way to address the opt-outs. But at the end of the day, like, if you have a top-tier player, like, let's say Gregory Rousseau, for example, like, he's a projected top 15 pick. So the money that he's going to make from an advance for an agent is going to be more than whatever he's going to get for name, image, likeness most times. So, so, or at least equal to it. So I, I think it's going to be tough to fight. Like, the money at the pro level – is just different from the money at the college level. And no matter what, like that's going to creep in, whether it's when we're talking about name image likeness and how to overcome that or keeping the system as it is now, because guys now realize, Hey, I I have a lot of power in this. If I don't want to play, I'm not going to play. If I can transfer, uh, I'm going to transfer. So I think, I think that cat's kind of out of the bag. The uh, college football playoff looks like it's headed for a familiar final four of uh, of Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and probably Notre Dame. If Notre Dame gets in, they'll be their second time in. Uh, Oklahoma would be out. But for the most part, the college football playoff, and I mentioned this to Don and Coach Diaz, has been dominated by four teams. Do you think if they expanded it, uh, opened up the playoff to a couple of other teams, that would help teams be more competitive in terms of uh, recruiting because I think right now, obviously, the recruiting world is being dominated by these three or four teams. Yeah, I saw I saw something today that was basically like the the t- of the top hundred players, seventy of them are committed to like five or six schools. Like it's incredible <laughs> just how concentrated the talent is in the country. And is it a result of the college football playoff? I, I think some of it is. Yeah, but. Um, I, 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 I think that it's just gotten to the point where guys realize, guys see a, a pipeline. Like, I, I'm going to, this is going to hit home, I think, uh, maybe a little too closely. But if I'm a receiver from Miami, you have seen receivers from Miami go to Alabama, have great success, stay three years and be first round picks. That is a, that is a path that is well worn. So if I'm a receiver from Miami, the University of Miami's got a lot to overcome to overcome the fact that, like, I, I see the track record. Like, I see the path if I go to this place, this place, and this place. I don't necessarily see it if I take any other shot. That, and, and that's what I think you're seeing in college football. Like, if I'm a quarterback, I know that I can go to Clemson and stay three years and be a first-round pick. I've seen it with yeah. Deshaun Watson. I've seen it with Trevor Lawrence. If I'm a quarterback, I know I can do it at Ohio State. I know I can do it at Oklahoma. Heck, I know I can be the first number one overall pick at Oklahoma and win a Heisman Trophy because I've seen it time and time again. And I think recruits are, are placing more weight into that and, and saying, hey, look, it's about me finding out or about me wearing that path uh, that, is, that, that has the stability, that has the, the path for me to get to the next level. 
and, and I, I think that's why the, the recruiting operations at those schools are certainly humming and, and the fact that, that they have a proven track record of success at, at some really crucial key positions. Uh, I think that's what recruits are looking at. All right, do, uh, before we let you go, do Clemson and Notre Dame get into the Final Four, and does one of them get to the championship game? Uh, I'm going to say yes and yes. Um, I think both of them get in. Uh, the matchup with Alabama is tough. And, and, and under the scenario that both get in, the most likely scenario is, is Clemson beats Notre Dame. They end up in a matchup against Ohio State, and, uh, and then Notre Dame would end up at the four spot in the matchup with, with Alabama. That Alabama team is really good, so I'd be picking Alabama in that one. Ohio State is not what they were defensively a year ago. Offensively, uh, they may, they're probably as good. I don't know that they're better. Um, but they're certainly not better at the running back position. So, so I think Clemson has the advantage in that one. And then um, I think so. I, I think the most likely scenario is that Clemson makes it, or whoever's opposite Alabama makes it. Um, but uh, but I think yeah, both of them probably make it unless Notre Dame just lays an egg on Saturday, which I don't really see. Roddy, always great to have you on our show, friend of the program. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, Joe, it's always good to join you. I want to say one last thing to Miami fans. I know that 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 the loss on Saturday is awful, but but I still believe in what Manny Diaz is doing. Because of the adjustments he made last offseason, I think he'll make similar adjustments this offseason. I don't know if it's at the defensive coordinator, but he's going to reevaluate, and he's shown that he has the capacity to change things, which is great. I still think this is a successful season for Miami. If you look at the expectations, you and I talked about them. The expectations at the beginning of the season were not to be a top-10 team. They were to win seven, eight games. You've won seven or eight games. It's still a successful season for Miami, even though this one stinks. Once they won eight games and beat two of their rivals, Virginia Tech, and beat their arch rival, Florida State, by a ton of points. So sometimes I think we forget to focus on that stuff. Yeah, and and it's easy to. Like, we get get expectations and we get hopes and we forget, okay, what was was the metric that we were going to measure success by at the beginning of this when we had level heads? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yep. Well, as always, thank you. Have a great holiday season. My pleasure, Joe. You as well. That's Riley Jones joining us here on the program. When we come back, Coach L joins us next, right here on WQAM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.